Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. This is Jason Mizrahi at WinDailySports.com, and I got Avi Palazzo on the other line. I'm going to be breaking down the Wednesday NBA slate, talk a little bit about strategy. We're looking ahead the night before, so it's an early look. We have a nine-game slate. Javi, how are you doing? You know, Jay, I, I can't complain. Uh, I wish my basketball was going a little better today. I uh, was a little busy and uh, should have not played, but I played anyways. Hoping these late games saved me a little bit. All right. You know, um, I didn't really play much tonight. I got swamped with work as well, but I took the clips for the first quarter, first half in a game, and they're up 20. Already hit the first quarter, already hit the first half. So going to have a positive day thanks to Phil Nason's Cash with Flash. He liked the, the clips for the game. I added the first quarter and first half. So I've been kind of following his bets and kind of doing my own thing. But betting has been good. DFS, you know, you need the time, and today I just didn't have the time, so I didn't force anything, which was good. But we got a nine-game slate. Let's talk about the slate. Um, the first game in the slate is Boston versus Cleveland. Talk to us about these injuries first. You know, it looks like Andre Drummond um, is going to be out again. Tatum possibly out. Um, Garland, Hayward, a lot of injuries to deal with here. Yeah, no, there's, uh, there's a ton of stuff happening right now. Um, so I think that um, – you know, Hayward just went out today early, so, I mean, really, it seems like Kemba might sit out second night of a back-to-back after coming back from injury for a few games, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, really. I, I don't think that uh, anyone's going to be healthy. I, I think it's going to be probably the Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown show. That's about it from uh, from that standpoint. As for Cleveland, they're banged up, too. Um, I, I kind of don't like that side going against Boston, but... I think somebody that can be sneaky from the from the Boston side could also be Daniel Tice. So, um, I mean, we have to just follow the injury news. Yeah, in regards to injuries, I think Kevin Porter, regardless, um, $5,000 on FanDuel, good spot. Colin Sexton, $5,700, good spot. I can get down with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And if you want to take a shot, C.D. Osmond, $3,800. I think he's also, they're going to be severely, both sides of this game is going to be severely um, hurt. And, you know, there's going to be targets here. It's going to be a closer game than it would be if Boston was at full strength. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, at first glance, you definitely got to take a look at this game um, from just a value standpoint and grab some value from here. But let's go to the next game. we got OKC versus Detroit. Detroit is purposely trying to lose every game for the rest of the season to try to, you know, get a better lottery pick. So it looks like Christian Wood, for the most part, is going to be your best play on most nights. But I don't know if you want to go to him here versus OKC. They got a pretty good defense here. What are you looking at here? Yeah, it's a solid defense. Um, I think Derrick Rose is also out, which is not surprising. Um, Really, all that's left there is Christian Wood. I think the offense is going to run through him, and um, it's not a good play, but I think he's the – He's the play there. I, I might just fade this game overall. I'm, uh, OKC will be playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, you know, it is enticing to go Chris Paul or Shea Gilgis-Alexander or Gallinari. But, again, I like those guys. I like one of those guys when the other one's out. You know, so Paul is out or something. But, you know, it's going to be a blowout. You can't predict blowouts. But I think I do like Christian Wood just because he's the only body left there. It's not the sexiest play, though. Yeah, I think it's Christian Wood. I think it's um, Gilgis or Chris Paul as the three playable guys in this game. Outside of those three, 
really don't see much. you got to keep a lookout on Detroit. If one of these other guys are out, a guy that's been popping, and I haven't played him yet. I'm not smart enough to play Brandon Knight, but dude's been going off. He's been on some winning lineups. So if Derek Rose is out, Brandon Knight is playable. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get there, but he's been putting up some good games. So, you know, just keep an eye out. If, if Rose is definitely out, um, Brandon Knight somebody that you want to kind of take a look at. Now, let me just stop everybody for a second. Now, the night before, what is your typical, you know, research level the night before for a sport like NBA? I know in MLB, I feel comfortable, you know, researching and writing out a lineup that I made the night before the following day. But what do you try to do the night before an NBA? You, you watch the games, you, you settle on how much money you won or you lost. And what do you try to do the night before for NBA? Yeah, I mean, the night before, I really just try to look at the slate and see what defenses I want to target against. So like a Detroit or a Brooklyn or, you know, Washington, it, it, it all depends. Every night's different. Um, but I mean, that's really what I do the night before is, you know, yeah, I'm watching these games and I, I want to see, you know, how hard that each team's going and, and whatnot. And it's just, you know, target those defenses. So I'll, I'll set a lineup. I usually don't set and forget it cause there's injury news, but you know, I'll set a lineup and then, Sometimes I'll be confident until like an hour before lock and then I'll tinker a little bit. So I usually set a lineup to save the contest and also, um, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Gotcha. So looking ahead right now, this is the night before, which games on this slate have you kind of penciled in as the games or the teams you want to target? Is it it just Washington? You know, for me, it's probably Washington – um, this Washington Port game, Portland game looks interesting. This New Orleans Dallas game, the Chicago Minnesota, Memphis Brooklyn, those are probably the four prime targets. Are you looking at any other games right now? Yeah, no. The the Wizards Trailblazers is really enticing. I really wish Damian Lillard was out tomorrow. He's probable. He's probably going to play. Um, I I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet. I know I'll, I'll be fading CJ McCollum now. I won't play him again until Lillard's out. Um, I mean, I just like that. Both defenses are really bad. Um, they both play at a fast pace. Um, and, th- and that's really what I'm targeting, you know. I, I do like also the Bulls and Timberwolves. Um, you know, the Bulls' defense against guards is not good anymore with Dungon. So it's – and Timberwolves are coming off a second night back-to-back. There's going to be no Levine, so there's going to be value on, on that on the Bulls' side. So it's interesting, but – at first glance, I am definitely going to be targeting um, the the Wizards, Trailblazers, the Bulls, and the Timberwolves, and then the sneaky one for me will be the Grizzlies and Nets. Gotcha. So now looking at this Indiana um, Milwaukee game right now, Milwaukee's favored by eleven. They've been kind of just you know crushing every team out there by twenty, thirty points. I think this game could play a little bit closer than what the the spread is predicting right now. Um, it's an in-division matchup. You know, this might be a playoff matchup. Indiana plays people tough. Um, how do you feel about this game? Is it a game that you you like anybody from? Do you want to take a chance at Giannis, you know, thinking that this game is going to stay closer? Um, is Sabonis in play because Milwaukee doesn't really cover power forwards that well? Or are you staying away because you're thinking there's not that much value here and this could be a potential blowout again? Yeah, I'm staying away. Uh, there's not much value on both sides. They're not the, you know, the fastest-paced teams. Um, I just 
this isn't one of my favorite games, and I, I don't like Giannis's matchup given his price. You know, yeah, he's priced down. Actually, he's not priced down, especially on Fanduel. He's still priced pretty high. I don't, I don't like it. You know, there's um, there's other sides. There's other games that I like to target more than this. Um, and, and one that I forgot was also Dallas New Orleans, which we'll talk yep. about. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fade on this game for the most part. Yeah, if you force me to pick somebody or pick two people from this game, I would have to, you know, force him maybe at Eric Bledsoe at 5,700 on FanDuel. That's kind of cheap. And then, you know, if uh, I'm never going to get there, I don't think. But Sabonis is not a terrible play against Milwaukee, who don't really have anybody to cover him. He's at 8,500, though. It's a little bit too pricey. Like, I'd rather get Zion at 7,700, who's cheaper, that we'll talk about soon. So I agree with you. Pretty much a, a stay-away spot. They got Utah versus Knicks. The Knicks have been playing better, meaning that they're not getting blown out. They're still losing games, but they've been playing better. Um, Donovan Mitchell has been, you know, raking, doing great. Um, Mitchell, Gobert, you know, in play. Julius Randle, a little bit priced out of $7,900 for me. Not a game they're going to heavily target, but Gobert, not a bad option. And Donovan Mitchell... He he's up there in price where I really don't want to target him too much. But, you know, do you have any takes in this game? I know we want to kind of talk about these later games, but is there anybody here that you like? Um, I think the only person I really like is Donovan Mitchell. I know you're not a fan of him. And he kind of let us down uh, last game against Cleveland, which he had a killer matchup. But you look at his la- his three games before the last one, he put up 42 FanDuel, 48 FanDuel, and 47 FanDuel. And then the one before that, 39.9. I think for seventy three hundred, that's a, you know, that's a good play, and uh, and I like him going against New York. So I think it's it's solid. Um, I think he'll go low owned. So I think it's pretty sneaky to go Donovan Mitchell, and that's about it. Okay. Now a game that really let everybody down on Tuesday was Memphis versus Atlanta. That game was projected to score I think two thirty nine or two thirty five per Vegas, and went supremely under. Memphis blew out Atlanta. This game is you know Vegas has. Brooklyn favored by two, a 225 over under. John Morant's been playing better. Uh, Valanchunas is in a great spot at $7,100 on FanDuel. He's probably my prime target um, looking ahead right now. $7,100 is too cheap. He's getting more minutes with all injuries. Memphis has to win games because the Pelicans and other teams are fighting for that last spot with them. I really want to see the Pelicans get in so they can beat the Lakers in the first round. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Valanchunas, 7,100, makes some sense to me. John Morant, you know, I got to check his price here, but he's been playing better. 6,700, I think there's better value on the slate. Karis LeVert's price finally crept back down to now $6,000, so he's in play. Dinwiddie at 7,200, in play. Memphis plays at a high pace. This game should shoot out. I I projected to go over the 225, so... Mm -hmm. We can definitely get some targets from here. The top guys, like, like I mentioned, would be Jonas for me, um, Dinwiddie, Levert, and maybe if you want a game stack, it you know a Morant or uh, Dylan Brooks could make some sense too. Yeah, I uh, I want me some Levert. Um, I'm kind of mad at him because today he just went off for 51 points, uh, 63 Fanduel points against Boston, and I bet on Boston. Um, the basically the minus six for Boston and they basically outscored Boston by like 25 points in the fourth. So um, a little upset at him, but he's, he's a lock um, at 6,000. I can't believe he went down that much against Memphis. He's going to be 
definitely a sexy six for me. Um, I think I think uh, Jonas as well at center. He's he's going to be one of my top centers as well. You hit, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, they're they're too cheap. Levert's price should never have creeped out low. And if you want to do a, a pivot off of Levert because he's going to be high owned um, going into Wednesday slate. Um, didn't win at seventy two hundred. You know they kind of they kind of bounce back and forth. You know they usually don't go off together. Um, it's either one or the other, and they've been kind of bouncing back and forth. So I don't mind Dinwiddie for every, you know, four Levert shares. Definitely have a, a share of Dinwiddie if you're multi-entering. Um, Orlando, Miami, I'll let you talk about this. You, you used to live in Miami. This is, a, you know, an interstate rival here. Vucevic has been playing a lot better as of late, but this is not the matchup that I want to target him. Um, 8300 is a fair price on Fanduel, but I think there's better spots. I really get Valanciunas at a cheaper cost. Um, Jimmy Butler's price, you know, went down to 7500. I think he's a, a solid target there. Bam at 84, a little bit too heavy for me, but you tell me. I think it's going to be a lower pace game. But what do you got going here? Yeah, so actually, Orlando's been a top 10 uh, higher pace team lately. So in the last like 10 games or what it is. So they're playing at a higher pace, but I'm, I'm off this game. I'm crossing this game off, um, off my list, you know, given that we have, uh, what is it like a 10 game slate tomorrow, or nine game slate. Um, I, I just don't like the target. So I, I think I'm going to cross this one off the, from the get go. Yeah. Like I said, there's a couple spots you can play, but there's definitely better spots on the board. You know, if injuries pop up and maybe, a Butler or Bam are out for whatever reason, you can come back to them. But for right now, I'm not seeing any of them pop in our models as far as being a top play. Mm-hmm. You know, Crowder, 4,500, kind of cheap. But I think the best play on the Miami side is definitely Jimmy Butler. $7,500 is too too cheap for Jimmy at a shooting guard position where if you want to get 35 points, he should get you 35. But I don't see him going like, 8x, 9x, unless there's some kind of injuries. Um, Chicago, Minnesota, though. Minnesota's been allowing, like, I feel like every time I look at their box score, it's like 130, 140, 120 points. So, But Chicago doesn't really have much left to go at them. How do you feel about these guys that are kind of jumping back in the lineup, like a Wendell Carter or a Valentine? Are these guys... Guys that you're going to be attacking with. Chicago doesn't have much left, even though the matchup is good on the Minnesota side. Do you want any of these Chicago players? Yeah, so Otto Porter's also back. Um, I, I I don't know what to do with the Chicago guys, to be honest. Uh, Minnesota just allowed 130 points again tonight, so I do want to target Chicago. Um, I think since Levine is out, it's going to be more Kobe White and Tom Tomas Sanaransky, um targets for me. I'm not on the... I'm not on Wendell. I'm not on Otto Porter. They're still on a minutes limit, even though their minutes are going to increase. Um, I just think it's a it's not the best spot for them. So um, I I do want to target the the guards though with Sadoransky and, and Kobe White, uh, Valentine maybe on on DraftKings. I I'm sure his price is up for tomorrow's slate. It's not going to be three thousand like last time, but he's also not getting uh, a ton of minutes. So it's it's risky. Um, I think I'm just going to just target the guards from this side. And then um, from Minnesota's side, um, you know, D'Angelo Rosso, he's in play. He's their main scorer. Towns is still out. Um, you know, again, they're they're struggling defending the guards now, especially with Chris Dunn out So and Levine's out. So I think uh, D'Lo is going to go on 
you know, under owned, and I think he's a good play. What about my boy Malik Beasley, man? He he put up 36 FanDuel points tonight in my lineup. I didn't play a bunch, but I had him in my line. Do you like Beasley at all? Um, anybody else in Minnesota that makes sense to you? Um, uh, little Hernan Gomez. Juancho? Um, a little bit of Juancho? No, I'm not yeah, that Nobody plays, and he keeps going off at like a 3% own, and then still nobody plays him, and nobody plays him. Yeah, I mean, he's 4,900. He's in a good spot here, but again, if he if he doesn't put up 50 points, he's going to put up uh, 20. I mean, granted, today he put another 50 burger in there. Last year, 29, then before that, 48, and then before that, 27, then 14 and 9. So, I mean, it's pretty damn safe, though, man, right? Yeah, it's safe. He's He's got a good floor of like 25 to, to probably 25 points. So, I don't, I don't hate it. I think he's going to be a good salary saver considering I like a lot of these expensive guys. What about this dude, Nas Reed? Uh, have you been targeting him yeah. at all lately? Paid. Paid for you? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Just wanted to double check you. So now the next game we got going on is probably my favorite of the slate. I don't see a, a total on this game, but I would assume it's over 230. I was watching that New Orleans game. I watched the first game they played against Lakers and the second game. And their coaching staff is just up in every single break saying, push the ball, push the ball, push the ball. And it's so crazy to me that the Lakers, I thought they were going to lose that game, but every time Ball gets the ball, he literally just runs up the court. If Brandon Ingram gets the ball, he literally just runs up the court. Same thing with Holiday. Like they just attack and attack and attack, and they just run at a crazy pace that. A lot of the times it ends up in layups and alley-oops because the team doesn't get back on defense. So, like, I've been playing everybody on New Orleans pretty much every night they play. And since there's a decent amount of of weapons there, FanDuel hasn't really raised the price. Like, Zion is way too cheap still at 7,700. I think Holiday has been the guy who's kind of went down on my radar, even though I think he's super talented. Um, His usage has gone down. Ingram at 7,800 I think is in play. Um, a little expensive, and Lonzo Ball a little bit expensive, seventy four hundred. I don't think any of these guys go undervalued, but I think the only one that can really blow it out the water would be Zion at seventy seven hundred. I think he's the most fairly priced from a New Orleans side, and then from a Dallas side, I think Luca's the clear pay up spot um, over Giannis and over Whiteside and Tatum mm-hmm. and even Beal. Um, even though I like Beal, um, I think he's the clear cut. This is a time that Luca goes back out and grabs you a 60 70. He hasn't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. I think this is the game he does it. So, yeah, Luca yeah. for me, um, Lonzo, Zion. I don't mind Ingram. And then we got to see what Dallas with these injuries. You know, like um, there's going to be other players on Dallas that exceed value here. So maybe it's a Tim Hardaway day, or, you know, we got to see with injuries who ends up being in and out. Uh, maybe a Maxi Kleber if. Porzingis is out. Are you predicting Porzingis is playing or what? No, he's playing. He, he was just resting last game. There's nothing saying that he's hurt or anything. So Yeah, so it's probably going to be Luka, and that's it for me because Porzingis is 9,400, too much. Um, I don't think he goes under 38 or 40, but I don't think he's going over 50 here with Luka in this matchup. It's not an easy matchup for him, even though it's a fast pace. Uh, who else do you like from the New Orleans side or the Dallas side? I mean, you hit it. I mean, I think with New Orleans, is it, it's it's tough because, you know, tonight Drew Holiday, Zion Williamson, and Lonzo Ball all put up 50 points, over 50 FanDuel points. 
Uh, I think Alonzo hit 50 exactly, and then Ingram didn't. But I think he was still pretty close. Um, he hit, because it just updated. So he hit 36, so he didn't hit anything. Um, I think it, it's tough to... what. Uh, obviously, those guys are not going to hit 50 again against Dallas, who's slower paced and better defensively. Um, but they're still you know, allow a lot of points. So I think, um, it's risky to go any of these guys really. Um, I think one-offs are good. Somebody like a, a Zion, like you said, but other than that, I mean, I'm not really on New Orleans because you don't know who's going to score 50 points one day. You know, I was saying it today in, in discord chat on, on when daily that, uh, Zion, you know, he, he has a killer matchup, but he's not my favorite play because, Either he's going to go off or it's going to be Ingram show or it's going to be the Drew Holiday show. You just don't know. So that's why I prefer to play him when he's out. His floor is safe. He'll hit 30 points no matter what. But that ceiling, he, you know, he just hit a ceiling game for 53. That was the first time he hit 53 this season. You know, before that, he hit 37, 32, 40, 41, 37. And at 7,700, yeah, he's hitting above value, but it's not the killer value that you want. So it's tough for me. Um, I'm not saying Zion's a bad play tomorrow against Dallas. Uh, Porzingis is obviously a better defender than what he saw today, but it's, it's tough, man. I, I, I think New Orleans scares me unless one of their starters is out. They scare me. So I think I'm going to look elsewhere as for Dallas, Luca, he's always in play. He's been struggling lately, but I think this is a great game against New Orleans. Who's, who's going to have a back to back, um, and they're going to be tired, and I think Luca can go off. But again, Luca hasn't really done much since he's come back, so it's a little worrisome. Um, since the All Star break, the most he's put up is 55, and at over 10K, you need more than that. So it's it's risky, but I think Luca can easily bounce back this game. That's yeah, I think this is a game he does it just simply for the fact that it's going to be a crazy high pace game. If this game does stay close, I think you're going to need at least two people from this game, like a Luca and Zion, or maybe, you know, one of the value guys, at least from the Dallas side, if, if one of them pops up. So yeah. if you predict this game to stay close, I think you're going to need, you know, three to four people total from this game. Cause I think this is a game that shoots out, but talk to me about Bradley Beal. Um, the guy's been on a rampage lately, putting up 50 burgers pretty much every night. Um, even in bad matchups, he's putting up 50, 60 points. How do you like him versus Portland, and who do you want to run back with Lillard, Lillard now playing? Is it only Whiteside? Do you want to take a shot at Lillard, or are you just fading the Portland side? So for me, you know, I look at Beal, and he's hit over 63 of the last five games. Um, I think he can do it again against Sacramento today. I don't know if he will. He wasn't really headed in that direction. Uh, but for me, I love the matchup. He's going to be – I think I like him better. Uh, I'm going to try to get him and Luka together. But if not, I like him and Lillard. If Lillard's not on a minutes restriction, you know, they're banged up. They're pretty, you know, they're running a, a short rotation. They're trying to sneak into that last playoff spot over New Orleans and, and Memphis. So they're going to do everything they can to win. And if Lillard's good to go without a minutes limit at 9,000 against Washington, uh, I think Lillard's going to be a lock for me too. So I think I like those two the most. Whiteside, he's in play too. But I think I prefer the pay down at, at Valanchunas against Brooklyn. So, um I mean, Whiteside's my number two center. Jonas is my number one. And then I'm going to try to get Lillard and Doncic together with Beal. Um, if not, then I'm, you know, I'll, I'll just keep it Lillard and Beal most likely because Lucas just scares me with what he's been doing lately. 
Yeah, I don't know if I can play Lillard, you know, right off an of injury, even though it's a great matchup. I think they kind of ease him in. Um, they're at home. McCullum's been playing great. They got new weapons that have been playing well as of late, too. So I think they ease him in. I'm not going to jump on it. I don't think he goes. Listen, if he came down and his price was 7000 to start, yeah, that makes sense. But the Fandle's got him all the way up at 9000 I don't think that's a, a good price on a first game back. So Meet, man. Lock him in. What's up? I said it's cheap. Lock him in. I like I like Lillard a lot. I think especially if we hear he's on a minutes limit, he's I'm off. No thanks. But if we hear nothing about that and they say he's gonna get a full run, he is definitely a lock for me. At nine thousand, Damian Lillard, who's been one of the best DFS players all season, uh, I'm gonna lock him in, man. All right, we'll see. I'm against that, especially on DraftKings. He's ten thousand dollars on DraftKings. Uh, Usually, like these pricing algorithms, kind of. Don't get their starting dates right, and they're too cheap in their first game back. But FanDuel and DraftKings are, are kind of on top of it at this point. So for me, they got him kind of priced out where I'm kind of fading, mm. I'm fading him on his way back. You know, I think the tough part about tomorrow is there's going to be extreme value on Cleveland and Boston, and I don't feel so comfortable playing Cleveland players. So we got to see, man. There's so much information that's going to mm. drop from now up until, you know, lock. So right now, you know, everything's looking like there's there's some value on Cleveland, there's some value on Boston. There's a good game in Brooklyn. There's a good game with um, the Pelicans game. But, you know, things will change out. But Cleveland right now, they're very short on bodies. So like a Kevin Porter or Colin Sexton, C.D. Osmond, they're popping on our projection models as, as the best value plays right now. Yeah. And Valanchunas, I think, you know, this Memphis game versus Brooklyn, like a Dylan Brooks and Valanchunas, they're they're too cheap as well on both sides. So that's where I'm looking at now, and and I still do want shares of Zion and Luca because I think they're they're cheap across the board, and we got to find some value, whether it's a Caris Levert. Um, but we'll we'll update you all. You know, if you're just listening to the podcast because it's a free podcast, and you check this out on Apple or iTunes. You got to check out the website, windailysports.com. Me and Avi on there all day long with about 20 to 25 other DFS pros. And we're in Discord. And what Discord is, it's a chat room full of DFS pros and subscribers that grind basketball, hockey, sports betting. Today, you know, we were lucky enough to go. I went 3 0 in the bets that I made. You know, I followed Phil and bet these Clippers. The line was way too low. It didn't even make sense to me. But. You know, we hit that bet. Our NHL guys, you know, did well tonight as well. So you got to check out this Discord chat. You got to check out all the articles that you can access for free at windailysports.com. And Avi, let me just ask you one question. What are you excited most about with MLB season approaching from a DFS perspective? I can't wait for DFS baseball. I'm just excited for baseball, man. No, for for DFS baseball, I'm excited because for me, baseball's always near and dear to my heart. So I, I really am a big fan of, of, of everything with baseball. I, I respect the game. I think it's fun. You know, my fiance hates it. She thinks it's the most boring, but for me, I'd look forward to see how uh, some of these sleeper teams are going to do. That's what I'm most excited about. So like the Reds and uh, the Padres and, you know, all these other teams that made some splashes in the off season, you know, the Rays and whatnot. I, I'm just excited to see, know how everything's going to pan out from a dfs standpoint obviously you know i i will do a, a video um i'll do an article on 
on DFS baseball and, and what to expect and what's most successful. And, you know, you can find that on win daily. So I, I think I'm most excited to see, um, you know, op- opening week, what teams we're going to target against, what pitchers we're going to target against, but there goes, you know, it's, it's really tough. Cause a lot, of, I, I like to wait sometimes and not go all in the first few weeks just to see how the teams pan out. But, um, yeah, that's my short answer. I'm excited. What I'm most excited about MLB season to see you in action. Um, you weren't on the site during MLB season. You know, I've heard good things. I've seen some uh, some tickets that you had and some big wins that you have, but I never really got into your mind as far as MLB goes. So interested to see how you play out and how you kind of strategize because we haven't really talked about it much because you came on the site at the end of MLB season. We grinded NFL. NBA now, XFL, hockey together. So I'm interested to see how the conversations go and how we kind of learn from each other from a, from a MLB DFS perspective. Because at the end of the day, even though I've been doing this for eight, nine years now, there's something new to learn from everybody. So I'm interested to see what you can teach me and the rest of our users. So I'm looking forward to that. So I don't think the Padres are going to be as good as you think. Um, the, Marlins, the Marlins are definitely going to suck. Um, Nick just told me to bet the Blue Jays over 75 half wins because Chris Sale's looking like he's out for the year. So I took him up on on that, uh, put a couple hundred dollars on the Blue Jays. Um, hopefully he's right on that. I'm, I'm down with the Reds. I think the Reds are going to be really good this year. Um, Nick also likes the White Sox. I'm a homer. I think the Mets you know, can compete, but it's going to be a tight NL East with the Braves and everything else. So should be a, a, a interesting season. What's your prediction on the? Let's make the, a bet, Jay. Hello? What? I'm gonna interrupt you and make a bet with you. All right. The Mets finish better than the Padres. Let's do it. Yeah. If if Nick, if the Nick, uh, let's get Nick on this too. That the Padres are gonna finish better than those lowly White Sox and the Mets. All right. So we'll do a three way bet without Nick knowing. It's the White Sox versus the Mets versus the Padres. And what's the bet? You know, obviously it's wins. Who's got the highest well, win total? But yeah, what are, what are we you're doing on dinner. it? You're up at dinner on me, so maybe uh, we can keep right. going with dinners. I don't know. All right, we'll figure out what the bet is. But I'm down for that. <laughs> uh, um, what else are we gonna say? Right, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's, who's, uh, who's, one more who's thing. Your prediction uh, for the World Series right now. My my World Series prediction is is pretty lame. It's it's the Dodgers Yankees. Unfortunately, I think they're the two best teams. I don't think anyone's going to come close to either team, but anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, but I think if I'm going to go with uh, a sneaky World Series, which I like to do uh, once in a while, so uh, my sneaky World Series is definitely going to be the Braves and the Astros. Oh, yeah. Did, you think the Astros make the playoffs for oh, sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%? Mm-hmm. Dude, that team is on paper still one of the best. Yeah, they lost Gary Cole, which is a huge hit, obviously. But they still have stud pitching. They still have the best hitting. Dude, just everyone keeps counting the Astros out. And I, when I go to Vegas for my bachelor party in a few weeks, I am going to throw a couple hundred bucks on them to win the World Series. And I hope the odds are still what they are now. So, What are they right now? Uh, last I saw, it was like 50 to 1, maybe worse. 50 to 1 on the Astros? I, I believe so. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't think that can be that high, bro. But if they are that high, you can put a couple of dollars for me, even though I think they're not gonna win it. Um, you know, that's a good that's a good number if it's fifty to one. But that's it for the podcast today. Uh, check us out at windailysports.com. Check us out on Sirius Satellite Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday. 
from 5 to 7. If you got any questions, hit us up on Twitter, WinDailyDFS or JaviWinDaily, and we'll answer all your questions. We hope to hear you in the Discord chat real soon. We're out. Everybody have a good luck and a good day on Wednesday, and hopefully uh, we're all winners, man. Yeah.